Vocal exercises because I'm going to be talking for a while. No, it's not. It's the fact you've eaten two bags of freaking sweets and you've lost your marbles on <laughs> citric acid. <laughs> God, there's still one bag left. <laughs> yeah, bitch. I've got to hide the bag. Where's the bag? I haven't located the bag. I'm just not telling you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I see the bag. I see it. I see the bag. Um, hello. Hello. Hi. Um, it's been a long. <laughs> It's been a you long know what? Time. I I I feel like I'm reaching that point now where oh my god, I am. There's no point in apologising. Yeah, I'm not because I don't mean it anymore. <laughs> Do you know what? We try once a week. Um, very rarely does it get once very, a week. Very rarely. Very rarely. Very rarely. Very rarely. Oh, very rarely do we end up with podcast. <laughs> very rarely does it. Blah, 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 blah. No. <laughs> I don't know whether that was a sneeze or a cough. <laughs> a snoff. 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 Wow. There you go. Why is it? Everything is everything is working quite well tonight, it seems, actually, which is good. Except except your brain. Except my brain. If Jesus. you was to run a latex gloved hand across it, it would, it would squeak. <laughs> Make me feel sick. It's like, uh, no ridges or bumps, or something or lumps. The ideas just fall right off. <laughs> I was thinking Smooth brain. more like a beluga. You know, it's got that spongy balloon. You know, it's, you know the a beluga, beluga whale. Yeah, and they've yeah. got that bulbous head. Yeah, you know what that is, don't it's you? It's spongy. No, but you know what it is. That's their receiver yeah. for the sonar. So it's spongy when, because that's how they detect the vibration. If people push on it, they see static because it's just like I just heard Maddie <laughs> sneeze again. <laughs> nice. Yeah, do you reckon they get some sort of weird static if you just like? poke it and they just you know like when you rub your eye too hard do you know what you should do go poke a beluga whale and ask him no you should go back to back to gcse time mm-hmm. and retrain to be a marine biologist just and then so- in 10 years we'll sit down right here and then you can go no no <laughs> no <laughs> they do love, not see static. i just love the fact that if time travel was possible just sat there doing something random and all of a sudden you appear through this rift in time space Man, I have some news for you. Oh my god, it's me from the future. And you're like, study marine biology. Why? Because it will make me rich and I'm important. I want to know what happens when you poke a beluga whale. (laughs) The rift closes. I think the more important thing to think about there is the fact that you've developed time travel. (laughs) Like, fuck the beluga whales at that point. Like, (laughs) no. Because I don't. Getting. I mean, we love all the creatures, but (laughs) when time travel's involved. I want to go back to see the pyramids. I want to see if aliens. Well, when really they were dropped it. off by DPD. Yeah, it's the last time they delivered everything on target, on time, and in one piece. Boom! Not sponsored. <laughs> well, not any fucking more. That's <sighs> because no, we're sponsored. Oh, no, I was going to say we're sponsored by Hermes instead, but it's not Hermes anymore, is it? It's every. Every parcel goes missing. Every dream's a failed nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know. Everything's gone all quiet all of a sudden. It's like, I'm dying. Everything's gone quiet and dark. I'm not dying. It's fine. 
I'm just a little bit hyper. I might die. Might it have was the whole strong. bag of Sour Patch Kids, I'm telling you. I'm, maybe I'm just having like a, 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 a stroke. Just just having an episode. I'm having an episode. Anyway, um, welcome to, I think it's actually episode 30 this week of Insert Plot Here. Congratulations to us. Yay. We should have got this done in half oh, no, a year. It's, it's, it's been finger two. claps with mics, isn't it? It's supposed to clap. He's supposed to... I don't give a fuck. I was barely touching my hands together. Well, I was just about to I don't clap want to really touch loud these hands. I don't know where they've been. No, as in the sound that gets picked up. Oh. Yeah, but we weren't clapping, clapping. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm the problem. Um, welcome to episode 30. We should have done this in six months. No. Math. Nine months. Like three quarters of a year. Just under the gestation period of a child. Away under the that's, gestation. that's quite a di- <laughs> ten weeks under the basically a, ne- a nearly a normal human, so we'll call it like seven months. I would say seven months, yeah. and yet we've been doing this for two years, and we've just hit thirty. You're welcome. <laughs> I would say it's all your fault, but it's not. No, it's not. It's no. a good. It's a. I'd call it seventy thirty split. Yeah, I would say so. I would say thirty percent on me because I'm like, oh, you can't do tonight. Oh, it's such a shame. I'm already drunk. <laughs> Oh, Jake, you're such a flake for bailing out. Anyway, I need to go back to the bar and get my fifth margarita. <laughs> margarita, no. If I'm, if, I'm out with, if I'm out with work, I'm on the beers, bruv. Start with a gin. No, I can't no, do that. That actually... Did it sound... It sounded quite good in my ears, actually. I was like, you're quite sexy. <laughs> <laughs> you feeling yourself? <laughs> you feeling yourself? <laughs> Always. Oh, that was weird. Stop feeling yourself. <laughs> Anyway, no, that that. I think if you kept that act going, I don't think we could be friends. <laughs> like, if if I rang you tomorrow and you were like, "All right, mate," yeah, no, just phone straight back down. <laughs> Boop, like Peppa Pig when Delete. she learns that the sheep can whistle. <laughs> <She> can't whistle. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if you kept that going, we couldn't be friends. Oh, it's genuinely jarring. <laughs> Good job that it's not me then. Um, it's just my weird Phoebe Boofoo voice because I'm a little bit sick. Also, um, you won't be able to hear this at home, anyone. Um, so I, there's probably no point in saying it, but I'm using a different way to like listen to the recording as it happens. And there is a slight delay. So like I'm hearing twice and it's like having doubled vision. But of the ear holes. Like when you poke a beluga wow. <laughs> like when you <laughs> poke a beluga wow. There's the episode title. There you go. Congratulations us. That's the quickest. We've got one at seven minutes exactly. Um, so yeah, welcome to episode 30. Um, we haven't planned anything. Well, kind of. Because it's spooky season. It's spooky season. And if I could shout things to do with spooky season and spin in my chair, I would. But it's not a spinny chair. No. But hopefully when I move, we'll have a bigger space to do podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully it will be in a space where you can actually come and drive. I drive anyway? Yeah, I know, but if I'm too far away. You know when you're working on something electronics-based and you accidentally touch two wires and the LED goes, and then goes off, and it feels rather warm? I feel like that's just what's happened to your mind in the last five minutes. You've touched the wire. So, a defibrillator. Did you defib yourself? <laughs> Did you hit the reset button? The little tiny pin at the back. That the, <laughs> you... Bend a paper clip and give it a little poke. Honest to God, I'm 31. I wish someone would just someone would just hardware reset me. <laughs> Honestly. Anyway, we keep. 
I'm going to need to edit that burp out <laughs> because it's, it's still playing on. <laughs> just even I, a regular burp. I will have I I will have edited it out, but I did just do a little burp mid sentence. Um, so it yeah. sounded like your soul was trying to escape. My soul is always trying to escape. No, it's basically poison in my body. Like no one's. A, I say that, but I don't do any illegal substances. I rarely drink, <laughs> and I eat quite healthily, so it's probably not that bad. You, but you don't say with much conviction. No, it's more my soul is dark and dead inside. It's best way to be, baby. Baby. But yeah, spooky season. Spooky time. And I have noticed in the shops there has been a far greater presence of, of Halloween aperitifs. Mate, that's not a word. There is, there is a word. It's, it's just not, not the word you're looking for. You mean accoutrement? Accoutrement. Here, I've been doing my Duolingo. I've, I've done a 365 days. days. Did you get a notification? I did. Yeah, I and did I a year on Duolingo. <laughs> I'm basically French now. Omelette du fromage. See, I can do it as well. Do you know what that means, though? Cheese omelette. No. Omelette of cheese. No. Cheese of omelette. No. It's a configuration of those words. It means do you fucking Duolingo. <laughs> Jake hasn't done it in six months. That's because I tried to learn Japanese and... You always start... With a language that's based on the Latin <laughs> alphabet. Like, don't start. German. Ger- I should go back to German. Yeah, but German is very aggressive. No, but it's the Latin core that spears off into the rest of them. If you know German, the rest of them are supposed to be easier. Yeah, that's true. That's Not true. Japanese. And then we get that one language linguist that... Yeah, I know who you are. I look at the map, I see you. I don't know who he is, but there's, there's a lot of people that listen around the world. There's probably someone. Um, I know we got that wrong, but you know. Anyway, yeah, it's spooky season. Um, I do want to get Emma on this year, but we need to give her notice, and we're running out of October. So we're um, running out of October. Yeah, um, <laughs> out of October so Emma, quickly. if you're listening to this, um, come round on a Wednesday and do the podcast. Um, yeah, I have noticed more Halloween accoutrement in the shops than any other year so far, and that makes me very happy because usually. Christmas just consumes everything. No, but Christmas has started to consume everything. Have no, you not seen been, all the no, Christmas stuff? I've seen more Halloween than I have Christmas. Jake, it's September. No, it's not. N- n- nearly. <laughs> but on the other side of nearly. <laughs> Matt, the on-, on the other side of nearly has gone past. <laughs> just October. And I bought my first mince pies the other day. Did I buy six and eat six in the same day? You bet your ass I did. <laughs> Yeah, but you've been eating so healthily, and you make good choices. Yeah, sometimes. 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 Um, yeah, it's spooky season. Just before we migrate on to cold season. I can't wait to sing Christmas songs on this podcast this year. Oh, my God. Oh, I might not be here for December. Oh, my God. Just so I don't have to listen to you sing Christmas songs. You don't want to see me become Mariah Carey for a month. Yes, <laughs> is the only correct answer to that question. Um, anyway, more out of morbid curiosity now, just to see how far you push this. Don't test me, because there's a limit on what you can do on how Mariah Carey you can become before you get yourself cancelled. I can hit that high note. Okay. No, right. <laughs> I nearly, I nearly tried. Um, I also can't hit it with my sexy Phoebe Buffet voice. No way. I can barely hit that. I'm like one of those monks who just goes no. There are monks that sing in like baritone. I, I, if I you say so, <laughs> not <laughs> I'm like taking not, your word for this. I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
yeah, we don't really have anything planned tonight because Jake didn't do a plot. No. But I've got a really good idea for my plot. You're just gonna just gonna sit on that one. Yeah, I am. Until next time. Until next time, gadget. Yeah. But no, I thought I would focus on the spoopiest season of all. But wait, do you not have a quote first? Could you not even prepare a quote? <gasps> oh, oh. It's there's a reason why I've not been on the podcast because it's been a rough month. <laughs> Maybe I should just start doing it on my own. The weeks that you can't come, I'll just sit here and talk to a microphone. You know what? I would love to see the downward spiral of your psyche that is you putting the feedback loop onto your headset with enough that it sounds like you're talking to yourself. Oh my God, could you imagine? Yeah, that'd be great. I'd listen to that podcast. Anyway, insert... Actually, take a shot every time I've said anyway in the last 13 minutes. <laughs> um, insert some royalty freeze creepy music here. Beep. And then like lightning. And... Oh no, we can't go that far. You got to ham it up. That's the whole point of Halloween. I don't have all of those sound effects. I'm just a boy. Ready? Ready? Sitting in front of an iMac. Learning folly. how to use garage. Folly band. on the fly. And then you've got like the. Okay, that was good. Okay, that was good. I'll keep that in. And then just one in the background. So pitch to me, sell it. What have you got this evening? So I thought I would focus on a mixture of different topics around horror in the film industry, just as a general, and a couple of points that I've kind of honed in on that I've seen or picked up on. Yeah, let you finish that yawn. <laughs> Only because now I feel like I need to yawn and it's going to be there lingering in the back of my drawer. Itching, itching. Oh, I was about to say something else then, but no. <laughs> Words lost <laughs> anyway. me. So yeah, I thought I'd focus on a couple of points around horror in general. And then by the time it rolls back around to my plot, I will have a horror spoopy edition. Will you? Insert spoop it, here. It'd be interesting... To have that conversation around, like, what horror films scare us the most. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that's one of your questions, but, like, I'd like to... Un because there are so many different oh, types. Oh, good. <laughs> oh. oh, it's almost like I do this as a semi-professional. No, I don't. No, you <laughs> I just spent too much money on a microphone. And then don't release any of my artworks onto Instagram. Oh, my God. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they're really not that good. <laughs> I need to cue them up. One of them still needs to be converted into a video of having the rug pulled out from underneath you and then making the Netflix star noise as your head hits the da -dum. floor. Da -dum. <laughs> oh, the ratings for this episode are going to be so They're shit. They're going to be terrible. They're going to be so shit. Right, uh, questions. What have you got? Talk so, me through it. Sell it to me. One of them was to do with the fact that horror is very subjective and one area of horror that people can find scary, other people won't. With all of that in mind, though, what makes good horror and what makes bad horror? Because there is this good, bad, bad, good. There's that. We'll, we'll, we'll take that and put that in the little Sorry? Bit. Good, bad. So if something's good, bad, we know it's terrible, but that's what makes it... But lovable. isn't that so bad it's good, so that would be bad, good? No, because... Oh, oh. Have I unraveled myself? So good that it's bad. No, but it's... Uh, yeah. I love that. I wasn't even... No, this. I, bad, I, thought, I thought he was going to laugh at that. I didn't think no, I'd No, you broke my brain. <laughs> ah. 
I didn't think I'd. Ah. I didn't think I'd actually turn his brain into knots. Ah. Mm. Essentially, good bad is when it's terrible, but you still like it. I don't know what the equivalent because bad good is the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, I think you've got you've got kind of three. You have bad bad. Mm-hmm. You have good bad, mm-hmm. and then you have good good. Okay, we'll go. That that model makes sense. Yeah. 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 So what what separates those out? Considering that if if horror is subjective. Of what you because th- everyone has a film that they regardless of whether it's horror, spec fire, whatever it might be, everyone has a film that they absolutely love, and everyone goes, "What an absolute crock of shit!" Hmm. I have a lot of those films. Kung Fury. I've never. <laughs> <laughs> it is a forty-minute masterpiece of everything bad about films. God. A man who learns kung fu and goes back in time to kill Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that can't be real. Yep. Oh, Christ. There's another one, Teen of the Dinosaur. Okay. Is that it's, Barney's it's... older sister? No, like someone gets turned into a dinosaur. Or Tina and the T-Rex or something like that. I can't remember what that it was. That sounds horrendous. But they were made intentionally Are you bringing out your dad's weird... No, no, this is all me. (laughs) No, this isn't the post office 99p bin anymore. (laughs) One, DVDs don't sell that quick, and two, I don't think the 99p bin still exists. No, I don't think it does, but I just remember your dad had a whole collection of these Because it became a joke. It became a running thing that someone would go downtown and would just so happen to see a post office. Not that many people do see a post office as a focal point for going into anywhere near shops. But it'd mm. be a case of, yeah, I've got 10 minutes left on my uh, pay and display parking. There's a post office. Oh, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder what straight to DVD bollocks I can find. Oh my God. But no, these these are all films that were made to be bad. Okay, fine. And that's what made them good. Zombievers. Yeah. That one walks the fine line because there's a moment... There's a few moments in that film. Sliver's good. I wouldn't say The only reason that film is good is Nathan Fillion. Was it Nathan Fillion? Yeah. Yeah. But Sliver was good as a concept as a film. It made use of the classic horror tropes, physical props, a bit of CGI in there. A bit of, you know, it was it was funny as well, and I think that it knew exactly what it was trying to get. It wasn't trying to be a serious horror film. I was quite, I was, I mean, this is the thing: is it all depends on what you personally find scary, right? Because films like Slither, Mm -hmm. where it's like aliens coming down and doing stuff, blah blah blah, whatever, doesn't really scare me. Mm. Like it's it's a nice to watch, but I mean, the first horror in quote films in quote marks, film that I watched was Alien. Mm. And I, to this day, bear in mind, I'm a 31-year-old man. I, know where I, will this point this, I will <laughs> I know where this is going. I still cannot sleep on my yep. back. <laughs> I remember this being a thing when we moved in. And I said about how, I think we were, I think we were trying to work out about buying pillows and whether to go for like memory foam or this, this or that. And you were like, Oh, well, this I is have, for separate have... beds. I will just point oh, that yeah, out. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> But this, but this was the thing where you were like, I can't have a hard pillow because I have to sleep on my front. Yep. I was like, well, semi-side, semi-front, but occasionally I roll onto my back. And you were like, no, because what if the xenomorph eggs get me? Yep. 
<laughs> right. So, what if the hatchlings eat me? So I am going to tell this story, but basically, I was five. Five years old. Five or six. Maybe seven. No, no, it was definitely five or six. Possibly but eight. No, because eight was when Maddie was born. So this was five or six. Like, we'd just moved down to London, and we, I had a babysitter to look after me while mum went to work. Mm. And I used to sometimes stay around their house um, overnight when mum and dad wanted to go out or whatever. And um, they had two grown-up children. Not not grown up, but they were like, I don't know, 21, something like that. No, mid-teens, like 15, 16. Um, yeah, but everyone above a certain age when you're that age is an adult. Yeah, exactly. Um, and um, they were watching Alien in the living room. And um, my childminder at the time was like, don't go in there, they're watching a scary film, you won't like it. So sit in the dining room with me and we'll make some pictures or whatever. So I went to the toilet and I sneakily stuck my head round the door just at the scene where the alien pops out of the belly. Bam! Five, six years old. So I start screaming um, and the children were like, oh yeah, what happens is they, the, this thing goes onto your face and it lays an egg in your stomach and then this alien pops out. And to this day, I know it's not real, but it's more the fact that my tiny mind back then said... It's okay if you don't sleep on the back, on your back. They can't get you. I mean, it's flawless logic. It's very logical. Um, but to this day, I cannot, whether I roll over in my sleep or whatever, but I cannot fall asleep on my back. You see, you say it is flawless logic, but at that age, you know what else is flawless logic? Making pretend food and thinking it's real. Yeah, that's true. So That's true. So there was, there's a, somewhere in those crenulations, there's a little, a little dinkaroonie. <laughs> In the shape of an alien. Back to back to the original point. Um, I think horror is subjective because of what scares you. Mm. But I think the common point in all of this is the writing. Yeah. I've seen some horror films or thrillers or whatever that have a lot of promise, but they're written like absolute hot garbage. Yep. So it's impossible to watch. Mm-hmm. And then if the writing's bad, it just doesn't seem scary. So this was kind of what I was leaning towards with what's scary and what's not, because you can focus on classic horror tropes like the double take. Yeah. Or, you know, something's out of sight, therefore it plays on your imagination. And I know that you take the mick out of me for this, but the Babadook. Babadook. Duck. Duck. Four-fifths of the way played on the imagination, left it in the peripherals, on the boundary, let your mind run wild a little bit, played on all sorts of things. And then they did the reveal and the last 20 minutes just became a giggle fest because it just, it kind of not shattered the immersion, but any kind of investment in what the actual scary bit could be was then revealed to be something quite comical. And then they put it in the basement. Yeah. But then I think that that and a lot of those films of that kind of era so like lower budget horror films Mm. are a play on a genuine fear that we have so like there's another one where it's um there's another one where they get stuck in a hotel um like the mum gets like this blemish on her and then they get stuck in the walls of a hotel um and it turns out it's like a a depiction of dementia 
and growing uh, old. And it's like a depiction of genuine human fears that we have that are personified in a way that makes it scary in a film. And that almost makes it scarier. Hmm. And I'm thinking that's what they tried to do with the Babadook, but it didn't quite get there. Because I agree, like... The lead up was terrifying. I was genuinely scared. Hmm. And then the last 20 minutes, like you said, was a little bit of a fucking shit show. Yeah. But again, I don't know whether that's part of the eagerness to finally reveal the big, you know, here's the horror. Yeah. Oh. But like you said, there, there is a level of suggestion. Like the first Insidious film, the thing that messed me up the most about, you know, the thing that still stands out in my mind, the thing that messed me up is the house burglary bit. Yep. When the door is open and the alarm goes off. Oh no, it's for me when she goes into the nursery and sees that thing holding well, the no, baby. That, that builds up to that Yeah, moment, yeah, and it? it's that whole scene is just... But that door open and the alarm thing from being burgled several times, that's the thing that That's what you get for living most. in a posh area. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly I asked for this. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, fuck me on my own, right? <laughs> no, you weren't on your own. No, I said fuck me and my own. As in, like, we deserve that. <laughs> Mate, you aren't... You're not exactly <laughs> posh, are you? They didn't deserve to get burgled. No, no one deserves to get burgled. No one deserves to get burgled. It's one of those crimes where, like, yeah, bring back hand chopping. Like, you take shit, chop off a hand. Oh, okay. Can't nick shit then, can you? Do you want to sign up to the Tory party now, do you? <laughs> or do you want to wait a few years? I said chop a hand off, not, like... <laughs> take out the margin not the chop off civil liberties yeah Wait, civil liberties a good thing I feel like I don't know. Wait, chop off yeah by chopping it off it no longer exists so you were right but yeah the, the, the burglary bit stands out because that's something that bothers me yeah exactly it's, it's, it's all about what, what is what's personified to you as being scary but there is something on the flip side of that because a horror film should be intellectually and emotionally invest investable right you you want to watch it to be able to get that reaction and yet if i said to amy here's a 90 minute horror film and it's all about spiders she wouldn't go and see it because she's terrified of spiders so therefore yeah, I'm, ter I'm terrified of spiders but i love seeing someone get eaten by a big old fucking black <laughs> widow yeah but my point being then is that it's found the thing you're scared of so i'm not personifying it in that way but there's an element there that focuses on the thing that you're scared of. Yeah. But you're not going to be entertained by it because you won't watch it. Do you know what you just described? What's that thing in Harry Potter that turns into your biggest fear? Oh, uh, boggart. A boggart, yeah. There's a boggart. Yep. Horror movies, the boggarts. But if it was really hitting the point of the thing you're scared of, would you go watch it? Yeah. But I'd have to sleep. And again, I'm ashamed to admit this as a 31-year-old man, but I would sleep with the lights on. I mean, it's nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> I I love a scary film, but then I also... It's been a lot easier with Maddie being here. I can watch more scary films because I'm not alone. And her, her bedroom door is closer to the front door than mine is. <laughs> I have emotional support and a cannon fodder. <laughs> Cannon fodder to live with me, if anything. Yeah, but what's to say that like an evil spirit's going to come through the front door? That's true. You don't know that, mate. If an evil spirit finds its way to me, it deserves some fun. <laughs> if an evil spirit finds its way to me, it's going to be sorely disappointed and/or concerned, and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have come to haunt you for all of your. Oh, you've got shit going on. <laughs> nope. I think with you, someone. Um, I think I. I think I texted you. I saw this thing on TikTok, which was like, um, uh, ask your best friend what crime they think you would get arrested for, and I was like, I'm sorry. Have you met Jake? This, it's not. It's not gonna get arrested. Yeah, but, and then you were like, yeah, but you'd accidentally do something stupid and then somehow get caught up in it and that's how you would be arrested and I wouldn't even know what I've done wrong. <laughs> or you'd do something so wrong that it would eat you up and you'd go and hand yourself in and be like, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I killed someone. <laughs> yeah, that's literally it. Anyway, wait, um, we're at 31 minutes and we only did one question. So um, I told you, that, I told you. That, good, good, good questions. Well, to be fair, we did start 50 minutes in. So, but going back to your low budget comment, then yes. So with things like CGI, prop work, a hybrid of the mix, hybrid of the mix. Wow, <laughs> fucking Pulitzer Prize coming my way. <laughs> oh my god, poet laureate Jake Morris. <laughs> hybrid mix. Mix of hybrids. Is this like good, bad, and bad, good again? No. Focus. So, in which case then, how comes we've got <clears throat> such a modernised CGI thing available? Yeah, okay, there's money and time spent on things. But why is it that we have such awesome capabilities of CGI, and yet some horror films still can't get it right? Interesting. Like the Babadook looking like an eight-year-old drew it with a Crayola. But I think Spot that's the. But I think the bab. I I think that's. I think a lot of horror movie writers with things like the Babadook and things like that, because they're trying to be more deep seated. Because I think the Babadook was around this child's. It was a manifestation of this child's bad experience, or something like that. So of course it looks like it's drawn by the child because it's a manifestation yeah. of a of of a little boy's fear. Um, I think so anyway. Um. It's again. It comes down to the writing and the ideas. Mm. Like, because you can have really low budget films with no CGI that are terrifying. Yeah. But then you have these massive high budget movies that just miss the mark. Yeah. So it's an interesting. It's an interesting question. Um, I also think that there shouldn't be trailers for horror movies mm. because. That gets you like the hyped one, up. The one minute trailer where you know everything that's going to happen. Like Smiler. Was it Smiler or Smile? Smile. Was good. Me and Maddie went to the cinema to watch it. It was good. Mm. Didn't shit me up. But no, it was more of a twist psychological than it was anything else. The trailer shit me up. Yeah. But whereas one of my favourite horror films, It Follows, mm. properly fucked me up for a long, long time. Because there's a lot of psych- psychological levels with that one as well. Yep. But that, there's again, was like low drama. budget. There wasn't any real CGI in that. Yeah. It was scary people. It was like, like the one bit in there, that, that in that film that gets me, is where her and her mates are in her bedroom. Mm. And she's like, it's coming, it's coming. And they were like, it's not, it's not. There's nothing outside the door. And then from the black, that like eight foot tall man yep. just comes out of nowhere and... That film gave me absolute fucking nightmares. Mm. Absolute nightmares. But then there are little nuances with that film that make it scarier. It, One was, of, it was what's going on in the background. 
Yeah, it's what's going on. But then one one of what I was going to say was one of the things about that film specifically, and it was so well produced and directed. Can you tell me what year that was set? Oh, this is the whole. I think it's perfect. I absolutely love it. This is like sex education. With, yeah, That's especially with thing. horror. If you do not know where and when it's set and it's deliberately kept super agnostic, mm-hmm. it just makes you even more more scared of it. But it's because you can't familiarise yourself with anything, therefore you feel well, slightly no, it, out, of, out of turn. It could be anywhere. Everyone's driving 70s cars, but they've got modern phones and you're like, mm, yep. something's not right. And it's... Yeah, but it's it not follows. until you look closer at the details, but then that's what draws you in, and then you start picking up on all the other extra bits. You need to get closer to your microphone. I'm pretty close. Well, look at the. Now I am. I'm not allowed to. I'm not allowed to say the word. But yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is why we need to get you headphones. Yeah. Um. But no, hands down, it follows. Top five favorite mm. horror films. Shit me up for weeks. Yeah. Along with teeth. <laughs> we won't Begin? talk about that one didn't require anything else other than the power of imagination and a little bit of prop work exactly there you go boom next question next and then we may have to call it a day next question <laughs> tell me why the sing <laughs> ain't nothing but a horror film tell me why Nothing but something hiding in the shadows. It follows. <laughs> Ooh. Hello. Anyway, what's the question? Stop what flexing, you, you weirdo. I'm stretching because of my back is buggered. <laughs> what would you say in, in horror films specifically? Because you've got so many different types of horror. It overlaps into spec fire. There's all of these other things. What is the single thing in a horror film that contributes the most to making it Horror. Music. Yeah. Music. For me, it's the music. Oh, my God. There is a specifically designed machine, instrument, for making all of those noises. Is it a theremin? No, 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 no. I think it's actually called, like, the horror machine or something. Oh, okay. And it looks like a series of different instruments that have just been hit together, and they'll just twang like a bit of metal, and it'll go like... Or they'll run like a violin bow across it, and it makes that... Kind of noise. Okay, so basically, like in the Insidious soundtrack, like because that was the. It's just one instrument. When you first go and see that movie and you've never seen it before, and oh, the credits Jesus and the. Christ. The oh. But I feel like that's a really, really nice kind of homage to the classic eighties, like bam, yeah. right at the beginning. No like psycho, and then the the follow on. All of the opening credits then follow between the faded bits. It's it's a style. Mm. It's a style choice, but I think. If you've got something that is low budget, you don't have much CGI, you're clever with your prop work, and you've got a good concept that's well written, if you've got an absolute banger of a soundtrack slash folly work slash effects, I think that's where the dread, the worry, the anxiety, all of those emotive responses that come from horror, you add a bit of music in it's tropey. Yeah. But it makes the world of a difference. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. And on that note, if you ever want to be not scared of a film, put that film on and put Dolly Parton's 9 to 5 <laughs> over it 
it will immediately, <laughs> immediately take any fear away from it. I can just see Pennywise the clown doing the dance. Come out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen. Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come alive. Even that bit, even the bit at the end of it where they're down in the cave and he turns into the super scary and you're like, traffic and <laughs> got the wrong lyrics and they threw me off. Um, but no, totally music, music and sound is the one is the one thing that makes it scary. Mm. I think it doesn't matter about optics, whatever. I think someone put um, a song to that really scary scene in Hereditary. Where she's on the ceiling and then she like scuttles towards you. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. Um, but hereditary is another one that fucked me up. The oh. running in between the <laughs> the sonic run. Oh, that was Tony Collette did so well in that film. <laughs> Tony Collette did so fucking well in that. The film. bar was set quite high from the start. <sighs> Considering she's just the woman who played the piano with her eyes closed in uh, about a boy. She's now like a list. So hats off to you, Tony Collette. Yeah. Right. Um, I think we've rambled on for a little bit too long here. But how many questions do you have left? Um, well, saying that we've got to edit about twenty minutes off. So we see forty on the clock. Everyone sees. No, no. Early. What I'm thinking is, for the rest of October, we have one of these Ooh, questions, drippy, and we have drippy, a little drippy. little chat about it. Yes, I only had one and a bit left, but they are they are definitely conversation pieces prompts to yeah excite the mind in Ooh. the world of horror films so i'm gonna have a nightmare editing this now because i've been watching the audio track for jake's microphone and it's been up and down like a fucking yo-yo that's because you keep turning it down i kept turning it down because you kept getting i'm not doing this at the moment i turned it down because you got further away and i told you to get closer and then i had to turn it back down and turn it back up again well, yeah, if anybody wants to come and be our producer, please let me know. Um, <laughs> if anyone wants to come, come So I don't have to do cats. this anymore. If you just come and look after the knobs, that would be great. Um, Matt, you cannot advertise as wanted, free help, come and twist my knobs whilst I talk. Yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> have you not heard of Craigslist? Is that 100% what Craigslist is for? Um, on that absolute <laughs> bombshell. Oh, it feels like it's not been very long tonight, but it's actually been 42 minutes. It's, you, it's because we haven't done a plot. Oh, we are going to have to cut about five minutes out of that, but still. Yeah, Matt has a story that I never want to hear again. What story? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> well, save that for the bloopers. No. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I'm, I apologise we don't have a plot tonight, but, you know, we there are a lot of there are a lot of podcasts that I've seen going the way of the dodo recently because they're like, oh, it's just not financially viable. Oh, we don't make any money from it. Oh, blah 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 blah. Most notably, all I do is fail, which I've never actually listened to. But blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. They had like a whole studio and everything, mm. and like a producer, and they were like, oh, we don't make enough money off it. I was like, bitch, I do this for free. On a Wednesday evening, because it's fun. For all of our 18 listeners. I was like, buck the actual fuck up. <laughs> like, if you if you wanted, if you actually, I'm ranting now, but if you actually want to do this, do we make money off this? this? This is a preview, by the way, of Matt's TED Talk that's coming out soon. Oh my God. Imagine me on the stage with a giant just, red TED behind me. Just, just holding your mic stand and your mic as you are in a, such a macho, aggressive manner. Not connected to a desk. No. And you've just been like, if you want to go out and get your dreams, then you better go and get them. Because buck the fuck up, fucker buddy. Yep. 
on that note, I told you not to go back to your beer drinking persona. <laughs> this is what happens. All right, mate. Um, oh, no. Oh. Um, yeah. Sorry for tonight. But thanks for listening. I'm not sorry. Hopefully, I meant every word of it. Hopefully we'll have a plot for you next time. I hope it upsets some of you. Oh, my God. I want to complain. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't make enough money for this. I think we should... <laughs> no. Have a good evening, guys. We'll see you later. I hope this podcast keeps you up at night. I hope if it makes you have... If you've been affected by anything mentioned <laughs> in this podcast, please call 0800. Don't we're really sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. You can tell that we're very different people. <laughs> Can you say goodbye, please? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to edge him out of this podcast. <laughs>